1: Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation is going to feature some spoilers on the entertainment we are talking about, so make sure you listen or watch or observe <clears throat> what, you, what we're talking about before you move on with this podcast, because you have been warned. <laughs> and today, we're starting with pop. We yes, always we like are. to sometimes start with pop, sometimes start with Broadway. Today, it is Friday, March 3rd, 2023, and we're going into a pop with a new album released today. So Jeff, take it
0: away. New album and somewhat of a new artist today, yeah. because probably many people on our podcast might not know who this artist is. But today we're starting with <laughs> Mimi Webb, mm. and the album is called Amelia. So this is Mimi Webb's debut album. Love it. So I was actually doing some research on Mimi Webb, and I discovered a few things about Mimi, and this will not probably come as a shocker to you, Mm -hmm. but drumroll here. (laughs) Mimi Webb is a TikTok viral artist.
1: Wow, (laughs) that's how the kids are being found today on the TikTok.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually found this story really interesting because Mimi... Um, had a viral moment in 2020 when Charlie D'Amelio made a video with Mimi's song, and it had roughly around 85 million views on that video, which translates to Mimi having 25 million streams on Spotify from that one video that Charlie had made. So I said, wow, that's kind of cool. But I kind of read this interview with Mimi, and she was talking about how it is for – her, as an artist, kind of finding this viral moment on TikTok and then in a pandemic where you're watching yourself turn into this star, but you can't do anything. Yeah. Like, you couldn't play shows. You couldn't, like, actually have that moment of, like, go here and perform and then slowly watch yourself. It's just, like, from immediate nothing to having 1.5 million followers mm. on TikTok. And that's kind of cool. Very
1: cool. Very right? cool.
0: Right? So, um, you know, she had released single, a bunch of singles, kind of building that name now, outside of TikTok. And here we have it. Debut album. And what do you think?
1: I like it. I really like her. I like her vibe, her energy. She's young. She's She's doing angsty. But, you know, I always feel like when people do angsty right out of the floodgates, it's very like, let me use every curse word I can and let me break the mold. And instead, it's very like... No, this is someone who's just kind of mm-hmm. – no, I'm not saying she's playing it safe. I'm just saying I feel like there's definitely some really good stuff going on here. She's angsty, but she's fun. She's likable. I. Lo- I she's got some great bop vibes in her music. And I def- I definitely want to keep listening to her more,
0: you yeah. know, for sure. It's cool to kind of watch someone who's <clears throat> even like – oh, what did it sound like for a digital age versus now like I'm taking this on the road and I'm going to have this experience outside of my home. So I thought that was really cool. Um, she was actually quoted as saying this. She's like, being an artist from the pandemic and having to start my career through lockdown, I never really got to see that change in person. So she's actually said this herself. And she said uh, when she started doing her own shows and came back into the real world, that's when it really started to kick in for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so to walk really into this fan base of having, uh, walk into the pandemic with having no fan base, it was just one huge, amazing thing that just happened for her. Yeah. So it was, that was really cool. Uh, I listened to this album today and I, I think there are some great standout tracks here with Red Flags, this new single Freezing, House on Fire. And I also really liked Both of Us, which sample, yeah. there's a nice sample in yeah. there, which is Star, Starship's, uh, Never Gonna Stop Us. Yeah. And um, what are you kind of feeling for this, like, new pop generation? Like, her look, her sounds, her vibe. Does she stand out? She does in
1: a way. I also – I feel like pop music right now is so all over the place. And I feel like pop music always kind of been like that. But right now I feel like there's this, like, I'm – Breakout singer, but I can smile and have fun and enjoy Mm -hmm. myself, and then I can be angry and I can be mad at the world and mad at someone, and then I can be like laughing and giggling, and then I can be like stoic. I feel like it's great when you see these pop singers. In that video we watched, I believe it was freezing. Yes, she was just like doing her thing, and like it was almost like I'm going to take direction, but I'm not going to take direction. I don't know. There's a there's a bravery that I find with a lot of these pop singers now, and it's not someone telling you to stay in here, telling you to. A smile, telling you to, like a doll, get it? Because we're going to talk about dolls. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like there's some really great, just lovable, likable energy with a lot of young pop singers today. Yeah. And I really
0: like well, that. Well, it's like not as overly produced. It's like produced, but not overly mm-hmm. produced as when, when they were manufacturing out pop stars left and right. But I'm, I'm still kind of curious, like she's 22 years old. Yeah. Okay. Has she found her perfect moment yet to really outshine other stars like where does she want to be I wonder in this industry like we don't really see a lot of pop stars kind of like have that fandom stardom that we used to have especially in the late 90s Throughout the 2000s. Back to
1: the 80s with Madonna and her following, still, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like, I, I understand what you're saying is like what people, I feel like pop singers nowadays, they come and go. Right. And like so, what
0: makes her different?
1: I don't, do, Does she have to be different?
0: I think you need to have some sort of differentiating like moment. D-
1: differentiating. What a word. I don't, I think you just made that <laughs> word up. Differentiating. <laughs> okay, y'all, we're going to figure that word out. Differentiating. Oh my gosh. Help me I can't. Um, Differentiating. I'm writing it down because I'm going to maybe we're going to coin that word. Differentiating. That will be my word. <laughs> it will. You heard it here first, folks. Half hour podcast. Differentiating. All right. But I understand what you're saying. And I think to answer your question, <laughs> there is. Okay, I'll go to Dua Lipa for example. How does she stand out? She had this great album, with her and now she's nowhere to be, be found until her next album. Like these pop stars do disappear when there's no album out.
0: And okay, so- but Dua Lipa has have her moment where she like had her debut album and it was good, and then she came out with Future Nostalgia and it just hit. Yeah, and is she that different than many of the pop stars that we've seen? Mm-hmm. But she she's coined things at her own, like her little hip um movement that she does as like her signature sure. move, like I don't know, I just think that there's things that kind of need you to make you stand out among mm-hmm. this sea of pop stars that are coming out left and right, yeah, yeah, you know, well
1: well time will tell, and we'll see how the album does, and we'll
0: yeah, and she's on. young, she's young in this industry, yeah. so you know maybe something big will happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of young new people in the industry, you went somewhere else this week on a little field trip. I not did. Not with me, I was not there, so I, I want to hear all about it. Tell me who you saw and how it was.
0: I went on a field trip to see my girl Chapel Roan on her Naked in America tour, and Richie would not be caught dead at those concerts.
1: Never say never. <laughs> I would have maybe, but I just I'm not really not on her bandwagon yet. I like some of her stuff, but um, you went, and how was it?
0: Okay, I'll spell this out in capital letters, Mm. but it's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Look, the video clips look great.
0: Oh, I had so much fun. It was at Webster Hall, and this was Chapel's actual biggest crowd that she's ever headlined. So that was a major moment for her. Mm. And, you know, the crowd was super fun her performing actually blew me out of the water most because I didn't know how she was going to sound live, but I think she actually sounds better live than on her tracks because you could just really feel that raw emotion. And I think she was so humble in a way of just, wow, all of these people are here for me. And she's another one who's kind of grown this fandom and fame on platforms like TikTok and Instagram. It's like something that you have to do now Mm. as a pop star. Mm. And She's releasing single after single, kind of creating that buzz for her and supposedly there's a little bit of a rumor that her album will be coming out soon, oh, okay. but no date is announced. Okay, okay. So, and I went with my friends, Jeff and Chris, and they had a ball as well. Yeah, so, Yeah. I the guys had a good time. She's fun. So she's much having fun. A good show. Confetti at the end. Mm. You know, she's a little stage presence can be a little awkward at times, mm. but she'll grow with that as well, you know. Yeah, so, All right, great. But I have to say another story. Okay. okay? Tell the I have stories. to tell you a story about what happened after chapel. So, bravo to chapel. Amazing. Can't wait to see you every single time you're here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I decided to go out to after chapel with Chris. And we're like bopping down the road, walking over to the gay bars in the village. And all of a sudden, I had a frozen moment. And I'm like, huh.
1: and you saying let it go?
0: Well, funny. Talking about Frozen, <laughs> and Chris is like, "Come on, there's a green light. Let's go walk across the street." I said, "No, stop." I said, "That's Jonathan Groff." <laughs> oh, I spotted him. I said, "Chris, that's Jonathan Groff," and he didn't believe me. He said, "He turned around," and I said, "Watch this," and I didn't scream it. I just was like, "Jonathan Groff." <laughs> oh lord! And all of a sudden, he's like deer in the headlights, and he's like. Hey oh. and he comes over and he's like I'm like okay can we take a picture with you cuz like I have to do this cuz my husband is not going to believe me and my shocked. friends are not going to believe shocked. me and he's like yeah of course and of course I like word bomb it and like just start saying random things I'm like oh my god I loved you and looking you're amazing and then I'm like also Little Shop of Horrors which is so weird because we're just walking down the street and we're talking about how Maude's in Little Shop of yeah. Horrors and he's like oh my god I need to go see Maud in uh-huh. Little Shop of Horrors anyway it's my star struck moment where I'm just walking down the street and only in New York City oh, but it's like there's Jonathan Groff oh that's a great story You know, that is a New York story it's such a New York only story only
1: in New York right and that's awesome and I'm so glad, happy to hear that he was like super friendly with you and got to like and just got oh, to yeah. take a picture with you and talk I love that he's, he's a doll I love that. He's great. I really, really like he's,
0: everything. He he's does. a real doll. A doll. Uh-huh.
1: What a segue. Because we're segueing, speaking of Broadway and Jonathan Groff and all the things, we're gonna be talking about our theater spotlight today mm-hmm. on and I'll put it up in the video and you can see it here. The playbill. A doll's house Woo-hoo. at the Hudson Theater. So uh we saw this. This is just starting. It's first few weeks in New York at the Hudson Theater in New York City. Uh Jessica Chastain is starring in A Doll's House by Henrik Ibsen. This is a new version by ha- Amy Herzog. Um and it also stars um Ariane Moyet, and it is directed by Jamie Lloyd. Mm -hmm. This was supposed to come before the pandemic to London, and then the pandemic hit, and they actually instead brought it to New York. I think that's so interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, This premiered in New York on Broadway in 1889, this play. And prior to that, it had other productions in, in all over Europe and in the world. It's had multiple films. It's studied in theater history courses all over the war country and the world. It's a very prolific play. So in a way, is this a revival? Yes. But I, I also kind of felt like I was watching a brand new show because mm-hmm. it was such a fresh take on it. Um, and some aha, wow moments in this show, too. So what are your overall thoughts on this production?
0: So I love a stripped down play version Mm -hmm. of things where limited scenery, where your imagination has to kind of run off into what we're looking at. And it didn't click for me for a while to realize like, they're really playing these doll characters. Like they're actually in a dollhouse because it wasn't thrown in our face of like, okay, here's a house and let's look, make it look like a doll's house. This was like imaginative uh, dolls and As I started seeing their movements and motions, I was like, oh, they're kind of acting as, like, stop motion kind of doll moments. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Overall, I think, like, we saw this pretty early on, so they're still warming up to each other as actors and having those great moments, but I I was pretty happy with this piece.
1: I was really happy with this, too. I thought Jessica was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I thought she's just really captivating to watch. She has a lot of subtle moments. She didn't play anything over-dramatized. Yelling, screaming, standing up, running around, which is not really called for, per se, but... I did feel like there was an energy level, that there was a good energy level, but there was a subduedness to her for two hours.
0: But don't you think that was kind of the point? I think
1: that's the point. That's what I was about to say. I feel like that is the point of this, is that she is a stranger to her husband. She her whole problems with the money are being exposed. She doesn't have the energy for the children anymore and she's but I love how she's positioned. If you took still photos of that show when she's got conflict with that man that visits, her back is to him and his back is to her. When she's sitting with her husband, she's barely ever facing him. She's sitting side by side to him. Mm-hmm. There's so many moments that were like if I was playing with dolls in a doll's house and I set them up to be positioned, it would have been like that. But But then the rotation of them on the spinning turntable stage allowed for a sense of movement. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like they were just stiff the whole time. We were moving through this home, through the minds of these characters. I thought it was brilliantly directed. I'm very curious to see what these reviews are going to be. You're going to get people that are like, this is the cutting edge new. Like when Oklahoma was so reworked, this is just such a reworking of an old piece too. But then you're gonna get people that are like, well, I miss the scenery and the lavish dresses. And 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 I think that you when you when you just look at these people in all black clothing and they have nothing but the words to speak. Yeah, you as an audience are led with them and said, Come on, let's tell this story. Come with me. Mm-hmm. We were sitting pretty far back, and yet I still felt pretty compelled and captivated in the whole piece. I, I we're could, thinking
0: about that too i'm kind of happy they were mic'd. i'm really happy they were miked too because i thought it
1: added to the heightened they could whisper more they could yeah. have a more dark tone to their voice
0: i know they don't always mic in plays no, but it worked it was this. really good to hear them clearer yeah. and I, I kind of want that more i know yeah. it's like such a theater thing to not be mic'd when you're in a play but like you're dealing with so many issues of like audience members and movement coughing, and coughing yeah. and scenes that you miss so but it, much. It
1: adds the sound element where the sound designer can add those like, like yeah. moments of like movement and, and you fill the air literally with sound and movement and, and things like that. Um, I I It's interesting because I see something like this and I say, didn't miss the scenery, but then I see some things And I'm like, I don't know, scenery to me of Broadway lately is very odd. Like, we had a whole discussion about this on the 1776 podcast. When you have lavish, big production revivals, and your scenery is half there, I'm like, "Mm." But when you're doing something like this, I don't miss the scenery.
0: I think it, okay, so you don't think that has any relation to, like, what's happening on the stage. Of course, but I'm saying... If you like the text, if you like the music, if you like the performances, because if you don't, then you might be looking for something else. Well, true. Think about something like the Color Purple revival and how stripped down that was, but you didn't miss... Right. The set,
1: but then I really loved the set of like Riverside and Crazy, and how that was part of this home and and the energy of the people. So a set designer, really, I don't know. I feel like that's a big job. Yeah, you know. And this, I always say, sometimes say the scenery was like another character in the show. With this, the absence of scenery was like a character. The literal title of this show is a set. A doll's house, yeah, and there is no house, and that's okay, but there's so and many
0: like that. meaning things in that as well, like are they supposed to look like they're being played with, yeah, are the kids at at the moment, I don't know, it was kind of chilling and haunting hearing the kids, but like. Were the kids playing with the dolls in the doll's house, there's there's kind of like that moment. And then the
1: lighting coming down, that rig of lights coming, pressurizing them, coming, the pressure she's feeling towards the piece. Yeah. And bringing that down is really nice too.
0: Yeah, and there was just so many moments in that. And also, I found when you're studying each character on that stage, and they're going through the motions of like the doll's sometimes they would have to break that mold of being the doll. And you would see it sometimes with Jessica, especially at the end mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, okay, wait, she's leaving that doll mold, mold,
1: right? But then there's also moments where they're like, hand me that letter. And they like pause and there's no letter to hand. Right. And they like, they don't even really mime it as much. There was one where she's was like, can you light my cigar for me? And it was like, they, she didn't mimic it. She just stood there and stared at them for like five seconds. And I, know, but like, I loved that. But
0: then that's when you have to think about, it. like, think back to like, maybe this is f- fine for me to say, but uh, when you're like playing Barbies and mm-hmm. they're standing there and they're talking to each other, but they're, but they're not they're doing do- right. nothing.
1: Right. It was a very stylized direction that I really appreciated. It was and I cool. thought it worked really good. And I have to talk about the ending. Everyone knows, if you know this play, the slamming of the door and her leaving and not coming back. It literally starts at Doll's House Part 2, which is the comedic, uh, you know, we've seen that a few years ago. But the the door is so important. So, of course, for the two hours I'm sitting there, I'm like, how are they doing the ending? If you don't know how it ends, like, oh my gosh, like the door, she leaves. I have to say, when that garage door lifted, And it was the literal street. I got the most chills. I said, this is brilliant. It was honestly one of the coolest Mm. things I've ever seen. Yeah. For about, what, a minute? It felt like 20 minutes. That She goes out, and in my head, of course, my, my director, theater, stage manager side of my brain is like, how are they blocking people on the sidewalk? Like, what if someone shouted something? Like, what if someone drove by or walked by and saw all these people in the audience staring at them in the street? And I'm sure they have protocol to make sure that she can safely go out and do that. Like, what if it was pouring rain?
0: Oh, Like, course. they might, you know, but just her looking out. Maybe they have an umbrella standing on the side of the stage and she goes and takes it. Maybe, yeah. Pray. But also,
1: in the very beginning of the piece, if you notice that year was projected on the back wall, Mm. And then we go outside, and there's modern cars and modern lights. And I'm like, oh, it took me to modern. And whether it was supposed to or not, I don't know. I just felt like oh, she's she is in the real world now. Yeah. She's there. There, there's Nora. There's Jessica. There's this street. And then I was like, oh, I could watch this all day. And then the garage door just slowly, I was like, oh, that was just such a moment. Jessica. I'll never forget that. I was like, is she just gonna walk off the stage? Like,
0: I know because uh, the whole time we're thinking, I'm like, how are they gonna do the door? Everyone knows the door. Yeah, and like, is she gonna walk through the. Audience? I'm like, is a door like, gonna drop down? Yeah. I, I actually looked down at one point and I said, is there a staircase? Yeah, and is she gonna leave through the, through the the yeah. house. But no, when that started raising up, I was like, it
1: was just brilliant. Like, you have to make sure you get a state. Like, I wonder if they like that was in the original intention, like the, to get a theater rented that has that capability because not every back wall of a theater goes onto a street like that. Yeah. You know, so it was interesting. Um, but I have to tell a story here because we were at the show and we're about an hour and 45 minutes in. There's no intermission. We're close to the end. And I know what's coming up. The letter he's about to discover and there's going to be this whole monologue from her about how she feels distant from her husband and the climax is building, climax is building. All of a sudden, we were in the front Mez or balcony, we were looking down and I see someone stand up in the front and there's some commotion and someone in the audience is sh- like shouting. And I see the two leads looking down and kind of almost like breaking character. I said, Is this part of the show? Because you could hear a pin drop that whole show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden.
0: But you heard this like a little
1: screech. You heard a little screech and someone said, Is there a doctor? Is there a doctor? And mm-hmm. the stage management got on the guy mic and said, Lights up, actors, please leave stage. And was like, <gasps> Oh, my gosh. And there was someone who needed a medical emergency, and they were, um, I don't know if they fainted or what did they carried someone into the aisle, laid them in the aisle. We were all up in the balcony looking at this down. Yeah. It was kind of scary. And then they got a doctor or a paramedic, and then they if, it was about maybe five minutes in total. Yeah. They carried her out to the lobby. But they, five
0: minutes have felt like 15 minutes. Yeah,
1: because you're, like, on the edge of your chair, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the moment. How professional was it that those actors... Came right back on stage, took care of that moment there. Lights went down. Hopefully the person's okay, and then continued right where they left. Oh, they backed up a few lines and they went right. They like
0: restarted from where a minute or two before the letter.
1: And I was like, how? What a reminder this is of live theater. How professional they were, and I've never seen anything like that in the theater before.
0: I know, and I thought to myself, we've had like dramatic pauses in the middle of a show when like some scenery piece is not working or something. Yeah, right. But like, but to see
1: it, and this is look, you get a thousand people eight times a week in one room. The chances of something like that happening are sure higher. All live people here,
0: yeah, especially, and it's hot in there. Yeah, it's like, and there's it's, no
1: intermission, and you right. can't. You don't. Have, you know. I was just like, but I was very impressed with the way the production handled that. And yeah. then to ten minutes later have that aha garage door moment at the end. I was like, Yeah. It was just great. I really so that was that was yeah, an interesting I hope story. That
0: that person is okay. Yeah. I, I will say that we were just getting so into that moment mm. as well. And with the performance that Arian mm. Moyad um was giving with Torbold. Amazing. Well, first of all, highlight of the show for me was him. uh uh-huh. So he could
1: totally be Tony nominated. So could she. I think we both could get Tony nominations.
0: Who Who was your highlight?
1: Oh, it's I, I definitely him and her yeah. and, and the scenes that they had together. I thought they had
0: good chemistry. To not look at your scene
1: partner for half of a show is oh, very difficult. I mean, yeah, they all were great. I yeah. think he was
0: my standout per- okay. person though for this this performance mm-hmm. of the show. But anyway, what I was getting to was like. I was feeling that, like there was a raw energy that he was giving the first time around. That once they reset, it was not, yeah, it was the buildup wasn't there as much anymore. But hey, I'm happy. That's the live theater. That's for the you, live yeah. theater. Yeah. So, yeah, know. it is an amazing play. I
1: always recommend people read it or see a film production of it or, or go see this on Broadway because I mean, just chilling. It's nice to see dark, chilling acting. Right. Like, we're just watching acting. Yeah. You know, with no bells and whistles. It, mm-hmm. was, it was nice. So, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, okay, quick, quick uh, Broadway news before we get ready to move on to some pop music drop, because uh, yeah. we're getting close on time here. They announced um, this week that Funny Girl on Broadway, the revival, is closing. As you all know, we have two podcasts about that show. Um. One about Beanie Feldstein and one about Leah Michelle. So sad. It's closing on September 3rd. Uh, Leah Michelle, Ramin Krim, Lou, Jar Grimes, and Tova show are all staying in the production until September 3rd. They did extend. They will stay until September 3rd. The production will close. There is a national tour announced. No one has been announced for who's starring in the tour. Mike guess would be Julie Binko because she's really holding that down on Thursdays. And if she wants to, I would think that would be smart for her to kind of take it on the road. Unless they're looking for another name. I don't know. Um, What do you think about this? Closing at a high. pulls in almost $2 million a week and it's going to close now on that uh, if they keep pulling that money in. What do you think?
0: It's not shocking to me that this is closing. I think that... First of all, it's a bigger conversation once again about star casting yeah. in shows because clearly the show was not doing well before. And once Leah came in, the show had a complete turnaround and it's pulling in, yeah, you said $2 million a week. When Leah was out last yeah, week, it dipped a lot. It dipped Half, to $1, a million yeah. dollars. Which so still that's great. still a Got lot. A lot of money, but still yeah. a lot. But how many of those people probably still thought they were going and seeing Leah in the role? Mm. So listen, Hugh Jackman
1: closed on a high with the music man. They didn't put another person yeah. in. They just closed it. This happens.
0: Right. I mean, it's a business. So yeah. So the point is producers want to make money and what yeah. are they going to do? If they're not making money, they got to put something else in there. And I think that funny girl actually had a longer run than I was expecting it to. Yeah. So to go
1: for what a year and a half it'll have gone. Yeah, yeah. So
0: so and Leah got to have her moment, and Beanie had somewhat of a moment, and that was it.
1: And my just my big question is, and I'll say this right here to the camera, Barbara Streisand, you have till September third to get to New York and see this production. Girl, you're my home girl.
0: Do not disappoint me. She is not going to see that.
1: Get to <laughs> New York, Barbara. <laughs>
0: She's watching the videos on TikTok. She's
1: like, I'll watch leaked videos. It would be so amazing if she came.
0: Anyway. (laughs) All right. And now, last but not least, we have some pop music drop time. Well, we're going to get with the pop music drop today. And um, we like to ask Richie, because obviously I selected all the songs, and I like the songs. Mm -hmm. But is it a bop or is it a flop in Richie's eyes? (laughs) So starting with our... Artist of the week, Mimi Webb, and her new single, Freezing. Love it, bop, and there's a video, so go check that out. There's a video. Um, Actually, I think all of them have videos. Yes, she's great. Um, Up next, we got Leland featuring Muna at Bad at Letting Go. Love it, bop,
1: great energy, fun song. I agree with this one.
0: Leland, who we'd like to see in RuPaul, with RuPaul's tonight. yes. Uh, up next, we have Peach, PRC, and the song is called F.U. Goodbye.
1: Love this. Bob. really felt the energy on this. Wow. I did really like
0: and it. I Richie's it. had his thoughts about Peach, PRC in the past, so he I, liked
1: this one. A turning of a new leaf for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Shy Girl featuring Tinashe, Heaven.
1: This I'm on the fence about. It took a really long time to get into it. And I'm like, we're like a minute into the song. I'm like, what? Is there a chorus coming up? I don't know. It just didn't vibe for me. Maybe it's got to grow on me. a little flop-bop fence for me. I wouldn't say it's flop, but it's not like instant pop
0: for me. I can kind of agree with it. Yeah. Because... Well, first though, I love Shy Girl and I love Tenace. So that's why I'm like, wait, I got to share this. Mm -hmm. But also has a music video out. So maybe we'll watch the video and see if we have a different opinion. But I do think it took a little too long Mm -hmm. to get into, but it's still, I'm on the fence as well. Yep. Um, Callie Uches, uh, fantasy also has a new album out today, so everyone definitely go listen to that mm. and check it out. But what did you think about that? This is
1: such a vibe bob. I put vibe bob because I was like, ooh, I feel the vibes on this. Vibe, I bob. like vibe bob. That's gonna be my subcategory for
0: bobs. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> And last but not least, Nicki Minaj released a new song today called Red Ruby Deslees. This I put as bop. I like her. I like her music. There's some
1: sampling in this. Mm. Um, she's always just got these like. Yeah, sampling, Lumadies.
0: Like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. And she was great.
1: I really like it. This is like a jam out in the car when you're driving.
0: Oh, Nicki. I didn't even know Nicki was getting ready to release anything, but. It was good.
1: Yeah, that's you great. Know. You know, so. it's not her
0: super boppiness, but right. it's still a bop. Right, always a bop with Nikki. Yeah, but yeah. So, so there we go. Oh my gosh, out of time.
1: Wow, what a day. We talked about so many wonderful things here. Uh, Lots of pop stuff happening, Broadway stuff happening, the Broadway season's picking up, the pop music spring releases are coming. So we got, every Friday, we got the updates for y'all. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love what you heard today. And we also want you to join our conversation, engage with us, head over to Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. Give us a like, give us a comment about the latest post you see, because we'd love to hear from you. So there we go. More to come in the future every Friday. Thanks for listening. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta. Bye.